This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to fubarradio.com for more details. Ian Boldsworth on Fubar Radio. Jacob, get out of the fucking way! Jacob, get out of the studio now. What are you doing? Whole show's cancelled. Show today is cancelled. I'm going to go home. Bye. However, if I was staying, I would have Matthew Priest from Dodgy on the phone in a bit. If I, if I was staying... probably hang around and speak to uh, uh, Craig Shilowich who uh, is the producer and screenwriter of Christine which is um, film 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 that speaking of films I watched um, Girl on a Train Girl on the Train the other day good yeah I loved it if we just like fuck the show off and then just kissed for two hours but literally solid two hours kissing that but that would be silence that wouldn't be very good oh I think you'll find it's very underrated welcome to the show um it's like the radio what day is it Monday uh I think it's the 17th of October yes it is 17th of October everyone's favourite date um the other week do you remember I went in hospital and you've never it's maybe a month ago now, and you've never asked me at any point how it went. You told me, didn't you? You said you went there and it was you had the, the finger in your bottom. Isn't that what happened? <laughs> no. That was when I went to the doctors. Well, I didn't know you went into hospital. I was going in for. I was supposed to go in for a colonoscopy. Oh, I didn't know this. And um, and the man said that uh, he wasn't going to do the colonoscopy because there's nothing that he could find out from there. For- that he can't find out from a CT scan. Oh, okay. But you've already had one of those. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, so, so what he said is that I need to wait till I'm ill again, and when I'm ill again, they're going to rush me in. And do a colonoscopy? Um, it's still going to be a CT. Okay. I think. So that's where we're up to. But he said, basically, he said, I need you to get ill, is what he oh. said. I need you to get ill again, mm. so that when you're ill, we can do it then, so we can actually do it then. But they've put me top of the list to go in as an emergency like rushed to hospital so basically the next time I'm a bit ill mm-hmm. I will get rushed to hospital in an ambulance how exciting is that? It, well it's not It's not that exciting an ambulance trip it's, it's horrible it's horrible and yeah. it's also no I quite like an ambulance trip because I always equate an ambulance trip with um, with relief do you? With a, they've arrived they've got me they're taking me off I'm, I'm in safe hands now I didn't have I'm that I'm not mind. on my own at home or I'm not you know wh- oh really yeah yeah yeah, yeah so I, I get a relief once I'm in the ambulance oh, that's interesting when I had my I just remember thinking I'm in so much pain can we hurry up and get there please yeah but imagine if you were just on your own at home I mean I wouldn't be on my own it's unlikely to be on my own yeah. at home if it was in the night but if it was in the daytime I'd be on my own so imagine if you were still there still waiting for the ambulance that's mm, worse surely that would be bad when the ambulance gets there you're like okay now the professionals are here now yeah so I can, you know, be a bit less worried. But so they definitely can't do a, co- a CT scan at the moment because there's nothing wrong with you, so therefore they can't see anything. Yeah, right. that's basically it. So they need okay. to wait for an attack of diverticulitis. Yeah. Not just diverticular disease, which I will now have forever. Thank you. Cue up, ladies. Um, <laughs> uh, so they have to wait for an attack of diverticulitis. Yeah. 
so that they can get it isolated then and see okay. how bad it actually is. And how are you feeling right now? Mm, all right. But he'll, maybe... He'll blow it a lot of the time. Bloated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a symptom? Don't know. Okay. We did have some Call lunch. in. Call in if you... Oh, no, it's not live. It's not live. Mm. Um, but the thing... The, I wasn't even going to tell you about that, that part of it. The thing about it is, is when I went into the hospital, it was rammed to the hospital. Like, really, really busy. And they have, like, six or seven different waiting areas, all different mm. colours, and I got the pink... I, I got to go into the pink area. So I was delighted with that. And they sent me down to the pink area. They went, yep. oh, you're in the pink area. It's nice. Nice colour. Um... In fact, there's one point where the lady on the desk, I was having a nice chat with, and she was actually saying, oh, I could do with a gin already. And I was like, it's half nine in the morning. She went, oh, no, I'm serious. I could genuinely do the gin. And we were sort of having a laugh and that. And then she went, you're in the pink. And I went, I'm fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> and she laughed, and then she stopped herself from laughing. Oh, yeah. She laughed and then thought, I've laughed inappropriately. But in the waiting area, right, it was almost like, I wouldn't have been surprised if I'd been told yeah. that it was like a hidden camera show and everyone in there was an actor. If, if at the end of the day they'd said, hey, surprise, because it was insane. Like, and all the staff as well, and all the patients, everyone was acting balmy. And it came to a head, there was one point where there was a lady sat just down from me who'd come in a wheelchair with, I presume, her son, a, young, a younger bloke mm. anyway, whoever he was. And, uh, and then they called her, and she did, obviously didn't hear. And then they called again, and, and she went, oh, I'm here. And then the person, uh, it was, what's the man from, Robson Jerome, that bloke, what did he Jerome do? Jerome Flynn. No, the other one. Robson Green. Well, he's, oh, he's in casualty, casualty yeah. wasn't he? One of them people, right, came over with a thing. And she went, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then she said to her, her son, who I presume was a son, she went, um, I've got, I actually wrote it down, she went, it's okay, I'll walk, George. And the porter went, it's a miracle! <laughs> like, really loud! And I was like, fucking it, she might be having a leg off or something. You oh, know what God, I mean? Yeah. It was really sort of... It could be a last walk. But I was like, proper laughing into yeah. a cup of tea that I paid like 90p for. But that gets you to the back of the queue Didn't if you laugh. It. Um, no, I went in relatively quick And I oh. picked up a book on my way to the hospital I just grabbed a book and it was about poltergeists Oh, full favourite, lovely Oh, it was stupid Was it a fiction book? They're all fucking fiction of books, course, aren't yeah, they? Um, the other thing I want to say as well um, Is that I had a bit of a deal with Virgin Trains today But it was that would be last week Yes um, But Because uh, my plug socket wasn't working Now I appreciate that some people will say That's not enough to you know bring down virgin trains but i would argue it is i think it's possibly the most serious customer service issue i've ever had with any company because i've got i need that plug socket mm. right that's why i travel on virgin trains right it's uh, i've got a plug socket Is that the only trains that have plug sockets from where i live yeah oh, okay. um and i have to pay a bit more to go on a virgin train but i get the plug socket right yeah plug socket wasn't working mm. tweeting them they're tweeting back saying can you ask someone else I was like what, what? why don't you just ask someone on the train then I asked the bloke across the way from me on the table because the table's another important thing Yeah. and he said isn't, is isn't working as well and he got oh. really arsy about it and there was one point where we were considering taking the ticket inspector hostage right. we actually discussed it like conspiracy to kidnap we discussed the idea of just getting him and doing a video with him and tweeting it to Virgin Trains I don't think with him saying please help me it's a bad idea <laughs> please give them idea. what they want please give them what they want that's not Richard Branson he'd have been in on it we're not actually have knives or anything we would have just asked him if he'd do it but he's definitely going to say no isn't he because not necessarily. he's going to lose his job not necessarily well he's going to lose his life mate if he doesn't um, mm. do the demand so well, obviously 
all the plug sockets are out. Nothing yeah. they can do about it then. That is annoying. You should get a little discount or a free cup of tea or something. I get, I, well, I've put a poll on Twitter that says, should I get the train for free? The whole and train. at the moment, it's unanimously saying yes. You should just get the train. Partly because I've not given the option of no. I mean, what would you do with a train if you had one? Just sit in it. There's nowhere to put it, have you? Sit in it in the garden. Wire it. I'd wire it up for electrics. It's the first thing I'd fucking do. Well, how are you going to get the train from the train station to your house? Not my problem. It's their problem to so deliver it. So they have to deliver it as yeah. well as give you the yeah. train. Okay. Well, you've been to my house. It's yeah. Probably, there's there's room. There's space in the garden. Yeah, yeah so definitely. Just, I mean, just the carriage. Yeah, not the whole train. Not, not ridiculous. Okay, fine. So yeah, a train carriage mm. just for free. Failing mm. which, a voucher. Give me a voucher, Virgin Trains. This is the worst crime ever committed against a customer. Ever. Ever. Well worse than Corbyn not having a seat. Worse than that. I think it's worse than... Um, Great train robbery. Yep, that's worse than that. It's worse than... What was that company in America that stole all that money? Oh... Uh, Fanny, Them, anyway. Fanny... What? Price. The, oh, you know the... Do you mean that? Oh, you mean Fanny the, Price? <laughs> oh, God. You know that? you know the company that I'm thinking? Fanny Mac or something it was called? Please what, help me what out What the here. fuck are you talking about? It'd be Fanny Mac. <laughs> Please help me, Adam. You know there was an American company called Fanny, Fanny Adam's May. Adam's not here. Fanny May. He is. He's out there. He's outside. Let's say please oh. help me, Adam, when he's in a different he, room. I know he's listening and I just want him to Google. Do you just know what back this me is, up. Adam? Fanny May and something no, else. Just shaking his head. It's not a train company, but it's an... Or, um, Fanny May, Fanny Mac. What? I don't know what you're on about. I'm back. Fanny Price this started with. <laughs> don't Google. I, I, need, I need that screen. Okay. I know there's something. Right. Fanny May. Well, do you know what we should do? I'm not going to do anything until you've worked it out. So, I can't work. And you can't Google it, so I'm, let's hear Why your, is everyone pretending to ignore me out there? Let's hear your there. brain process. Let's hear it's it. An, it was an American, ins- like an insurance company. It was a, they, they took a lot of money from the American people, and it was called, there was two names of people, one of which was Fanny. Fanny? I'm, I'm going to have to go on my phone and consult with Fanny May. I'm sure it's Fanny. Please let me just check. Please. What, you want me to... Because the to, last thing was on there was Trump pussy. We but, want... So you want to go online and check Fanny? <laughs> Essentially, I'm looking at Fanny May. That was amazing. You wrote Fanny MA and, and Fanny Magnet came up. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Fanny May provides financial products and services, but yeah. I'm pretty sure they were in a so bit... what did they do? Oh, I hope they were. So I'm just in trouble now for saying they were naughty. News. Freddie Mac and Fanny May. There we go. I know that. Adam told it me about, about five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was right then. And what happened with them? They had some problems with some money. Right. I can't. I well, don't anyway, want to say the wrong is, thing. Point that, is, Virgin Trains not having a plug socket working is worse than uh, Funny Mac. Who was the America? Do you meant a train who person? Who was the America? But you meant a train person in America, didn't you? And I just thought, like, I meant no, Madoff I was, or no, somebody. No, I was thinking of that big, that huge company that had, there was loads of um, Ponzi schemes, that sort of thing. Bernie Madoff. Is she just saying words? That's he's real as well. Bernie what? Bernie Madoff. What did he make? What did he make off with? <laughs> a lot of people's money. Everyone's money, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. 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 Did people make that joke at the time? I think they probably did, I would did, imagine so they? as well. Um, can you explain to me this film thing that I'm supposed to be promoting? Christine. I should tell you as well that I got this sent to me, this film, to watch. Yeah. Uh, this morning. Can't, I can't do that, no. mate. There's no, there's no point even probably sending no that email. Wi-Fi on Virgin either. Not just that, but I, couldn't, I can't watch a film when I get it at 10 in the morning and I'm due on air in here at 2 and I've got train journeys. I can't. No. What can I do? Well, it's... Um, <laughs> so then that's not my fault that I've no. not watched the film. No, I know it's not your fault. So tell me about it. What's gonna? What's what? Should we ask this? Is it a bloke? Was it a bloke? Uh, Craig. Yeah, Craig, Craig Silowich. Is he um, coming in? He's on the phone. Okay. But it's got Rebecca Hall. So no one's coming in today. No one's coming in today. Oh, that's good. It's a relief. Um, Rebecca Hall, isn't it? Mm. You aware of her work? And Michael C. Hall, of course, better known as well, not better known. He was in Dexter and also Six Feet Under. No, not watched any of them. 
you not seen any of them? No, genuinely not. No, oh, okay. Um, and it's about. Do you, I really want to say her name correctly. It was. Do you remember there was an anchor woman, a news channel in America? She was called Christine Chubbuck. I want to say or Chubbuck, and she committed suicide live on air. Right. That was in 1974, and they've made a film about her story. I see. Yeah. Um, how did she commit suicide? Um, I think. If you don't know, just say I you think, don't know. I don't know. I can't right, okay, remember. That's fine. You're allowed to say you don't know, but just but don't. I don't need to speculate now well, on it because they're not sure. It's the bizarre manner of her death. She gave headline. She headlined herself to death. Well, because it's myths and rumours ever since in the bizarre manner. I well, think there that's, can't be that's myths and rumours, can there? Because well, if she did it live on air, then there's a definitive answer. Well, that's, isn't like, there? that's a question for Craig right there, isn't it? Like, how is it a mystery if she? Did but kill if that's how, if the, if their film takes the tack of it, it's a mystery. Maybe you won't want to answer that question. No, Adam, do you want to do an audition for a radio show? You can just come and take over now. I'm quite happy to just go home. I'll split the money with you. 50-50. That's fair, isn't it? I'm giving you an opportunity and getting half the money because I can't deal with this. She was actually all right in the last show. She was okay yeah, in the last I've had, show. I've had, I've had. And I don't know what's happened in between. It was only two hours ago that we recorded the last show. Things can change in two hours. You can get all kinds of shitty emails Apparently you had, a, you had a fish pie. Who did you have a shitty email off, please? Don't worry. No, come on. Who did you have a no, shitty I'm email off? No, you. tell me. Who did you have a shitty email off? Nobody. Who? Nobody. Tell me. Got a message of Matthew Priest. Hi guys, ready, naked, and buttered up. Oh, well, that's how we like <clears> him. <throat> so that's something to look forward to, isn't it? I'll tell it's you lovely. what, that man just—he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> that was all right. Wasn't it? That was all right. That was all right. Lovely. <laughs> it's a lot of bad language in that song. Well, it's called cool, the man didn't give a fuck. It's got a lot so. of f's in it. I like it. I like super animals. Love them. Um, don't sing that. Sorry. So we, uh, I don't really want to even talk about that documentary. The Amanda Knox one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because you mentioned Nick Pisa or Pisa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he very much is part. Well, he's kind of now gone the. I wish, oh, illness, I wish illness on him. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I really do. I didn't. It just like there's no excuse for that sort that sort of behaviour from a human being. I think he's tried to sort of say they've edited it badly, root. Which no, is what they, no, they says, but no, they're not. <laughs> he's smiling on camera. Yeah, going, no, it's not. This, this had everything. He's not been CGI'd in it. It was. <laughs> I, I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. him sat there. Yeah. there's no edit there at all. It's no. the words. <laughs> That they're coming out. It's about. the words. What, what, what could I have done? Fact checked it before we printed it to someone else. Someone else. It was the, the laughing and stuff that was bothering yeah. me, and the whole complete disregard of Meredith Kutcher as an actual human being, just that she was a story. And it was, uh, yeah, no, what, a, what a vile piece of shit. Mm. Um, but that's uh, I've not got anything clever to say about that. Just Do, that he locked his Twitter account. Oh, uh, well, I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not say, surprised. This is a surprise. The, well, I know it's the documentary is called Amanda Knox, and I get that it should be about her. But one thing I have to say from all this is the Meredith Kircher thing. Like, I yeah. think mo- a lot of people probably wouldn't know her name. They know Amanda Knox, but she's. Feel, I feel like she's been totally sort of forgotten about. And if Amanda Knox hasn't done it, which she hasn't, we think. Well, then who's done it? We don't know. Well, they do because there's a man in prison for it. But right. it, it's. Um, I, well, I guess because the the story that that took that story was about the trial, yeah, yeah. so that was about mm. the perceived injustice of the trial, yeah, rather than the actual act. It, you know, they didn't really dwell on no. that too much, which is you know, Just, perhaps a, a Meredith Kircher documentary. Yeah, day. well, I'm sure there has been. Mm. Don't know. Chat. That's it. I'm gonna ask Matthew Pre. Okay, Matthew. Hello. Hello, mate. Now, I've, hang on. We Wait, see, yeah. stay there. A really weird things happening with the with the audio. What's now? We're going to try and sort. Keep talking, Matthew. Well, hello there. Yeah, good choice of song there with the there uh, furry animals. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yes. got you now. Yes. Did you like it? 
I love the Super Furry Animals. So oh, 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 mate, I chose that one no, specially. No, you didn't. There's a book out um, quite recent uh, by a guy called Rick Rawlins called The Rise of the Super Furry Animals. Mate, and it's, my favourite, it's actually my favourite book. <laughs> Such, no, we haven't, but oh, I'd like to read me it. Me and you are going to get on, mate. Yeah, 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 but I don't, but you know what, let's not talk about, even though that, that is our favourite band and we don't really, and, and we know all the history and we know about mm. what's in the book. No yeah, point, yeah. no point talking about that, is no. it not? Because we, we already know that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, nah, nah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what are those? Super Fairy Animals are yeah. a band from Wales. Very good. They've been around for quite a while. Manic Street Breaches? Uh, no, no, they're not Manic Street Breaches. <laughs> Super Fairy Animals. Right, okay. Um, Griff Reese is Jones. the singer. Griffith's not Reese, not Griff Reese. Oh, is they the ones who do the head to heads? Uh, no, that's that's uh, Smith and Jones, and it's not them. Right, okay. um, Died, but didn't they, they had a tank for a bit. They used to go around on tour with tank. a tank. All right, I'll um, say I'll say that to him. I'll say okay, that to cool. Him. Right. Hey, um, the, the, I say what I was interested in, Matthew, was the bit um, that they went out out in a fish tank. No. Yeah, yeah, that that was a really really good bit. Mental, um, isn't it? The mental, yeah. the uh, manic, the manic fairy fairy animals. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ones. You, know, you, you clearly know loads about them, mate. Yep, yep, I do. And they're lead singer Griffiths Jones. <laughs> I know all about them. Um, how are you, sir? I'm all right, mate. Yeah, good, good. So it's, it's a pleasure to speak to you. Ian. No, you too, man. I'm looking into your eyes at the moment because you're on Skype. So I've got your profile picture, and you've got a bit oh. of. You look like a startled Ben Kenobi. Yeah, I look like a better looking poor Hollywood, don't I? <laughs> I, th- I think it's a good look, though, man. I think you've grown into mm. yourself. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> I do, honestly. Yeah, I am. Are, are you still beardy? Oh, yeah, I've got I've no choice in the matter, man. I've not got a chin. Have you got a chin? Uh, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? What a beard does hide... Um, Shapes beard. your face, doesn't it? Yeah, very good indeed. I, that's why we do it, really. Yeah. Women, women can have makeup and we can have beards. They can, so have, they can have a beard if they want. Men can have makeup. I have makeup. They but can have makeup, but it's not really kind of accepted. Unless you're in the Manic Street Furry Animals, of course. Well, just hang on, uh, uh, hang on a minute, because the, the truth of the matter is, I wear makeup every day. Mm. And I wear a beard. Did you know do that? You? Did you know that? I honestly do. I actually do. In fact, I spent 50 quid in Mac the other day. Did you? And I, when I came out of there, I was like, this is weird. What did you buy? I bought some moisturiser and some um, primer. Well, that's not really makeup moisturizer. Well, I've, I've already got the makeup, so okay. I needed the moisturizer and the primer. I like that you use primer; it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only recently started using no, it. It's very good. Um, people well, gen- well, generally, well, it's primer to cover up the spots. No, 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 no. Prim- primer is like, well, it's the same as it would be a model building. So you put a, a, a layer of primer on, so the so the paint attaches to it. Yeah. So primer and makeup is it, it's a, a cream that you put in your face, which means the makeup holds to your face better. Just because I, I use a powder, so it won't just blow off in the wind. Do you genuinely use the powder? You genuinely yeah, no, do. I have to. I've got a skin disorder and I actually have to. So it's, it's not... Um, uh, I spoke about this quite recently on something else and we were saying that it's not It's not actually a vanity thing as such because it's it's to make me look just normal. So it's not to make me look better looking. It's to make me look how I should look. It's like our bass player um, has a drink to make him feel normal. That's the, ed- that's the edge, right? Isn't it the edge? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, uh, well, no, I actually use moisturiser, and, okay. and I'm quite, and I've got no, no qualms about saying that at all. And the thing that made me use moisturiser is, is, is me talking about another book that I read, and everyone's th- listening to this, thinking, "My God, he's really learned," and you know, for, for, I mean, for a drummer, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, no, you're right. I fucking hate drummers. Uh, I don't even but, know um, what that means. I've just heard other people say it. That's no, all it is. I know. I know. I don't blame you. I don't like it myself. But um, uh, no, I, I read another book, Rod Stewart's book, oh. um, which is brilliant. It's a really, really good laugh to read. Okay. Uh, and, he, and he says the reason why he looks so good at his age is because he moisturizes. And I thought, well, you know what? You know, if I could look like Rod Stewart at his age, I'll use a bit of moisturizer. And no. it's great. Hang on. Yeah, Hang on. How old is Rod Stewart? 70-something, would you say? Unless he's like 105, he doesn't look good for his age. He doesn't look good for anything. He does. He does. He looks like he should be mounted on a wall, mate. He doesn't look... <laughs> <it's not. laughs> he looks ridiculous, Rod Stewart. Um, not that I would judge someone on their appearance. No. Do you know what's occurring to me as we're having this conversation? Because Do you know what? I, I've met you before. Yeah, apparently you have. When was this? It would have been Edinburgh 99 or 2000. It would have been one of those two things. Oh, fucking hell. Wow. So I, I met you there. And you because you were drumming at late and live a fair chunk of times. You were, get, yeah. you were getting up and I don't know who you were drumming with, but you were drumming with, I think maybe there was, I remember Simon Pegg doing it one night and all. Pegg just got up and started drumming. Um, I don't know whether it was a band of comics or whether it was a, you were joining no. with the house band or whatever. I'll tell you exactly what it was. It's, I've got a Northern Soul, uh, and okay. a very occasional Northern Soul. Yeah, no, it was your band. Yeah. It was your band. Yeah, fuck, yeah, it was, yeah. And it's me and Andy uh, at Dodgy and a guy who was in Corner Shop and uh, Vanessa, the brilliant Vanessa who sings in Ultrasound, plays bass in Ultrasound. Okay. And, um, and we got this band together, did a load of Northern Soul covers, and we did nine nights in a row at Live and uh, Late and Live. Yeah. Um, when it was down on the old Cowgate. Yeah, yeah, when it was proper. Yeah, but before it burned down. Yeah, and we, yeah. Um, uh, and we did that n- nine in a row, uh, and we didn't come off stage till like fucking half four in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it literally nearly killed me because. Really? Oh fucking hell! Yeah, because the, the person who was on before, Oops. who kind of headlined the, uh, the, the the actual venue, yeah, was jo- was Johnny Vegas. Oh right, uh, so and, it's... I, and I sort of knew Johnny a little bit. Yeah, and he was he would be fucking waiting for me. At half four every morning, got my fuel, my fuel. Let's go, let's go for a drink with Johnny. This is the and problem I met with him. I'd have, to, I'd have to go for a drink with Johnny. No, no, no. This is now, now, this, now. This is exactly what he relies on. Oh, this or what? He, what he used to rely on is not is not quite as bad now. But what he used to rely on is it's it is again. It's like a Jedi mind trick. You you <laughs> you, you did not have to go, Matthew. And the I fact did. no no the fact he made you feel like you had to is not your fault. <laughs> Thank you. Stop All right, on. it's not your fault. I feel like uh, I feel like you're Robin Williams and yeah. I'm Matt. Damon. That's what I was going for. That's t- that's <laughs> totally what I was going for because I wanted you to keep saying it. It's like, uh, no, fuck, fuck you, man. It it's not your fuck. fault. It's not your fuck. fault. Fuck you, Ian. Fuck you, Ian. It's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, point about is, I, I, so I met you briefly then. Um, right. well, but I, where, where did we meet? Actually, in the late live. It would have been. It would have been just around the gilded balloon somewhere. Oh, were you that rent boy that used to? <laughs> Got I, I simply wouldn't have charged so that, <laughs> so that that couldn't have been me I'm afraid um, but you know what well, I hadn't I, I, d- I didn't remember your voice and when you started speaking then I mean I hate to I hate to do this I honestly John, hate to do this do you not think he proper sounds like John Gunn 
Does, do you not think he sounds like Gorn? He, he, yeah, he does actually sound. Yeah, right. there's a similarity right, right. in the voice. <laughs> right. so, so, yeah. so, so what we're going to do, Matthew, we're going to get some sound bites, right? Oh. So, so basically, in that same can sort... I do a, can I do a John Gorn trailer? You, you, you can do that, but you've got you've got to acknowledge that I'm better than him. I'm so happy so with the pre-work. So happy. You are not cutting this out. Well, let's see what he says first. No, you are not cutting this out. Not this bit, but let's just see what he comes Matthew, up with. Matthew, it's not your fault. Natalie, you are not cutting this out. <laughs> this is not going. We've al- we've already acknowledged that it's not John Gorn. We know it's not John Gorn. No. It's Matthew Priest from Dodgy, right? Okay. So we know that. Yeah. I've just noticed his voice sounds a bit like John Gorn's. Yeah. We're not trying to pass this off as John Gorn, no. but this is a fucking golden opportunity. <laughs> Right, so all I want you to say is things like that. I was in the wrong, you were in the right. You're better than me, Ian. I'm rubbish. I'm washed up. <laughs> I'm finished. No. <laughs> Stuff like that. No, don't no, say that. It's, no, but it, it's Matthew who's saying, he's not going to say he's John Gaunt at any point. He's just doing his real voice. He, he can't help what he sounds like. It's not his fault he's cursed with this Gaunt's voice. <laughs> right, yeah, let's do some trails. Matt, go on, on you go. <sighs> Ian Bowlesworth, I know we've had our disagreements in the past, but not me being John Gaunt right now. No, you can't say that! You can't say that! Stop! You can't say that! Stop. That's what you can't say! Am I okay. to slip, slip that bit? You're not slipping it, you're not slipping it. Right. And, and take, t- take two, and action. Ian Bowlesworth, I know we've had our disagreements in the past, but let me hear, let me say here, right now, you are better than me. You oh, are mate. always right, and I am always wrong. I didn't need you to say that, but I pre- do you know what? For once, you've shown yourself up to be the bigger man. I appreciate that. That was a trail clip, and you talked over him at the end of the nice bit. I was going to put it into a. That was all. Clip. That was it. That, but I, what? Can I, am I not allowed in my own fucking trail? Oh yeah, I suppose. We, I did. We get the essence at the end. Now, yeah. But I, he, you're better than he yep. is than yep. Matthew Priest. No, nobody mentioned any names. Uh, okay, no names, no names. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually know Gaunty because I used to do a uh, a show on GLR before right. I got moved to, uh, back in oh shit nineteen ninety nine I think back then and uh, and he was doing the Saturday lunchtime as in BBC London. Yeah, BBC London GLR. It was called GLR, GLR back in the day. I know, but I but I I was on BBC London at the same time as John Gaunt as well. <laughs> this was really? GLR though. It was GLR, so yeah. I did it before it was called London Live. It was called London Live for a big And then it went to BBC London, yeah. right. Yeah, and so I was GLR. I think I was probably the reason why why they were going to take it off the air. I right. think, anyway. Right. Um, but I got told off. I got told off. I did the show for about, I think it was for about nine months, or for about a year. And it was between six and nine on a Saturday morning. Okay. Mm. And, it was, and it was called The Crack at Dawn. And I, and I got told off. <laughs> Uh, I did that, and I got told off um, for um, for for nearly swearing. Okay, it's like you, you know how hot it is on on regional BBC regional radio. All radio, yeah, yeah. Uh, all radio. And I said, uh, and I said, oh yeah, I was up in um, I was up in Birmingham at the weekend, and I said, uh, and you know, there's loads of canals in Birmingham. Uh, there's more canals in Birmingham than there is in Venice. And uh, the guy I was doing it was said, oh really? I said, yeah, walking down the, the the high street in Birmingham, loads of people walking past me going canal. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> no, they didn't like that. Oh no! Really? Did oh, they not? He got strung up for that one. What was oh. his Gaunt, What was his name? Gaunty like? came, came round my house and gave me a stern talking to. Your house? Really? No. And now oh. did you? <laughs> no. Do you know? Do you know what? The literally, literally, nothing would surprise me. He, <laughs> he hates me, man. Oh really? With with what? a passion, he hates me. Don't what? whatever you do, don't tell him if you're still pally with him that you're on this show because he will go, he will go nuts. <laughs> I'm fucking pally with him. No, uh, I, I rang into his show once. I remember I rang into right. his show once um, because someone was talking some shit, and I think he was talking. And I sort of um, what, said, the presenter. And he was, 
<laughs> yeah, and, and it was dead chuff that I that I rang in, uh, and then it, and then he used to refer to me, and he'd go, "Yeah, on Saturday mornings, friend of the show." <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, fuck off, am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shouting at the radio. Um, no, but he's, um, oh, yeah, no, he's he does, uh, is he still quite outspoken and right wing? Um, oh, no, he's really calmed down in his old age. <laughs> um, uh, I, well, do you know what? Do you know what? I've, I've truthfully got no idea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I sort of, uh, I long worked out that the best thing to do is to shut the door on that and not even look, not even peek, yeah. around, not even peek around the crack of it, so... Good idea. I am um, because I remember I used to. I was listening to um, when you had the show with Gamble Peacock. Yeah, and yeah. yes. Uh, yeah, and you had several quite long monologues about going to you on that one. Yeah, but you know, but I felt mistreated over that though because I I, I was actually sticking up for him loads. Yeah, like like, like I, I really was. I was sticking up for him loads, and that I was sort of saying, I don't like him and I don't like what he does, but I know that he can do it. So. You know, it's got it's all right for him to be on the station, and bizarrely, he targeted me. Out of every, yeah, out of all the comics, he t- he sort of honed in on me, and it was like, dude, I was I was the only one fucking sticking up for you, um, but you know, he's, he he appears to have no awareness of any sort of reality. Is that why? Is that why you changed the name so he couldn't find you? No, no, God, no, no. I changed the name because um, Nat told me this. She said that you were desperate to know why I changed my why name. Well, yeah, because it was Ray Peacock, and I yep. thought, yeah, that's a good comedy name, and uh, and then suddenly it's changed. Well. The issue with it is, is the, um, I've spoke about this on other shows, and stuff, but it's sort of like, not everyone knows, but I, uh, I've spoken about it. You have, show, yeah, yeah. Um, it's because people around six or seven years ago started saying Ray Peacock like it was a deliberate joke. So I eventually just tired of sort of sticking up for myself and defending that and just saying Rapey wasn't a word when I took that name. And, you know, it's like just the idea that I would hang my entire career on what's not even a proper pun. Um, Ray Peacock. I, yep. I see. I never got that. Well, that means then, that means you're a decent person. <laughs> I know. I got it. So, but um, but so Ian Bobsworth is your real name. That's my real name. That's my birth name. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, because I thought I thought that's a bit kind of not career suicide, but it's a bit <laughs> risky. Sort of mid mid career kind of. Yeah, but the problem mid- is the problem is though, man, is it if it had stayed in the way, then it would have been literal suicide. <laughs> That's that's yeah. yeah that's how bad well, it was going. That's another thing. That's another thing. I used to fucking. I love. That's why I loved them. Um, why I lo- love what you do and stuff is because I, I listened to that show once where you were talking about it and you got people. Well, it was a podcast and you tried to get people in to give you a reason why you shouldn't kill yourself. Right, okay, that sounds about <laughs> right. Nobody uh, called in. Yeah, yeah. I would have meant it, mate. I would have meant it. <laughs> Uh, no, people did call in. I remember that. Was that here? Yeah, it was here. Yeah. I think yeah, they, people did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> but I think I think we also were being quite uh, tactical about not actually saying what people were saying, so yeah. we could make out that it was <laughs> that everyone was like, leaving me to die. <coughs> so anyway, but that's 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 about me, isn't it? So yeah. let's get to Matthew Priest and let's get to the heart of the matter. Yeah. Um, new album. Yes. What are we fighting for? Yeah, what are we fighting for? What yeah. are we fighting for, Ian? Maybe that's maybe uh, is that a track name as well? What are we fighting for? Yeah, it's the it's the last track on the album. Perfect. It's it's, it's, it's a bit. It's our epic track, big epic track. When you do the trail now of the 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 yeah. perceived um, with you know yeah. with, with me and Matthew yeah. that we just recorded, maybe put what are we fighting for as a bad track underneath it, and that's quite a nice. Yeah. Be quite nice, wouldn't it? What 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 are we fighting for? Uh, <laughs> so when wh- that was out September, right? Start September, yeah, 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 really good. And how uh, was it? Vinyl? <laughs> a bit of vinyl out there, but that might have sold out right now. Okay. 
like my sold out because um, it's uh, you have a limited run of vinyl because it's quite expensive to make and you don't want to yeah, be yeah. left don't want to be left with hundreds in your garage no. um, you want to so, make, uh, make them to order is what you really want to do well that would be good but you can't do that really you've got to do it in sort of different I think the, the, the limited the, the lowest amount is 300 oh I is it okay because I, I think because I, I got I bought the uh, the Wonder Stuff last album on vinyl Oh, you like the Winner Stuff? Oh, I love the Winner Stuff. I'm a big fan, and um, and I think that I, I think that took a while to come, and I knew it was out. And I, I got that feeling. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, yeah, and, and I, uh, yeah, I um, I ordered it, and it took a while to sort to arrive. There we go. And then there we go. I, I felt like it had been made to order. It's white vinyl as well. It's beautiful with the pop up gatefold sleeve too. Oh, gorgeous! No, I, I know Miles. Just to name drop there, and he's a he's a lovely fella. I know, yeah. Ma- I know Miles as well, mate. Oh, do you now? Yeah, I do because oh. I interviewed him on the show, right? Mm. And now, and now we are best friends. <laughs> best friends. We are, yes, we are best friends. And I, well, for example, I know that if I tweet to him, then he will definitely tweet back. So that is best friend. Do you text him when you, with his phone number that you have? No, we're modern, mate. Modern, we modern don't, don't do phones. phones. No, we no, do, no, just no. do it all on Twitter. And Everything's that. done. You got me. You sort me tickets out the other he week. Did, yeah. For a stuff gig. That, yeah. yeah. Are you going to sort me tickets out for a Dodger gig? Anytime you want, mate. All right. Not- all right. Tonight. Thank you. What about November the thirtieth? <laughs> no, tonight. Where are you gigging tonight? Uh, tonight, the seventeenth of October. Yes. Ah, now I'm watching Manchester United versus Liverpool no, tonight. No, you said any time. Tonight, oh, no, tonight. No, it's tonight, mate. We've got to do a gig, even though we didn't have one planned. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said any time. Oh, oh I, I see. Yeah, I see what you're doing there. Um, but no, no, fuck off. No, no, um, no that's you can't. You can't go back on this. No, well, I can't. You can. Well, okay. Well, if I give you the tweets of all the other guys in the band, and you can be <laughs> yeah. all best mates with them. What the names? What the names? Nigel. Right at Nigel. <laughs> I don't know what he's. I don't, I don't know what he is. At Nigel Dodgy, I'm going to try. Nigel, yeah, Nigel Dodgy, do that one. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, Dodgy Nigel sounds Dodgy. better. <laughs> yeah, does, at Dodgy yeah. Nigel. Yeah. Right. And who's the other one? Andy. Uh, Andy Miller, and I think he's at School Doggery, I think, or something what? like. That. <laughs> school School Doggery. School Doggery. I thought I thought you said school. School. I thought you said school. Yeah. S S K U L. Okay. School Dugger, I think that's it. Anyway, so what I, don't, I, I don't really use Twitter that much. So well, no, I so I tweet them and I say that I spoke to you and you said that you, you've all got. Come on, guys, you all got to get together to do this gig tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, or you quit the band? Is that? Yeah, can I, yeah. I'll, say, I'll say that. Yeah, just, yeah, 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 okay. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I said, and that, that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Perfect. I'm gonna definitely do that. Yeah, yeah, go, go, yeah, wicked. So, what's the what's the dream now, man? What's the what's the dream with the with the album? Is it just literally carrying on, carrying on? Uh, yeah. I mean, we got we're, we're sort of partway through a tour, really. Yeah. We're uh, we're we're sort of finishing in Merthyr Tydfil. Nice. That? That's, That's nice. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. Just north of Cardiff. Yeah. Um, and we've got yeah, as Natalie said, thirtieth of. Uh, November, we're playing at the Scala. We're co-headlining with that band, Ultrasound. Ultrasound. They're great. Yeah, I actually love them. They sang, oh, um, oh, Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> I met him. He came in here. Midge. 
Midge out of ultrasound. Yeah. You get all the stars, I don't know. you? Do you know what? We do. If this was like 20 years ago, we'd have like the best guests in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, this would be like the, the, it'd be like the Graham Norton of the radio world if it was 20 years ago. But uh, but you know what? So, no, but I'm not. I'm honestly not complaining that because honestly, it's like me, like chatting with people like Matthew and yeah. Miles and all that lot. Would you have a chat? Having Midge here and here yeah, and that because there's now no bullshit around anyone. Right. And I'm not saying that there was bullshit even at the time, but I don't know if there was or not. The thing is, it's like with Miles. You, do you know Miles? You know what Miles is like. If I'd have interviewed Miles 20 years ago, I might have fucking stabbed him. Wait, no, stop. <laughs> no, no, but like, he was like a proper little gobby shit, and he's oh. still he's still a gobby oh, shit. Oh, he still is. You know, he still can be. Oh yeah. No, he still is, but. He's now got the benefit of life, right? So to go with that, so no it's, it's a bit more knowing now. I think with Miles, so he's a bit uh, more. He, he's Johnny Rotten now, not Johnny Rotten then. So the point of the matter is, is I, is I like speaking to people who have like sort of had the big fucking moment, yeah, and who are now just getting on with the actual, you know, the gig, the job. Hmm. I think that's yeah. really cool, and it's easier to speak to someone in that situation. Do you know? Does that make sense? It does make sense, yeah, exactly, because they've they're got nothing to prove. Yeah, yeah, you know to I mean? yeah, totally, you're proven. So that's yeah, that's, uh, that's and, and also you, um, you know, you, you just you've been you've been through it, and you, you're not trying to be cocky. You don't think you need to have a bit of an attitude to get through like a lot, like a lot of we, a lot of we, we did, didn't we? When we were a bit younger, we sort of a little bit cocky and thought, oh yeah, I'm going to be a little bit rude or yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Nah, you don't need to do that. You sort of, that's what we found actually, because we're doing quite a few gigs with a lot of um, bands from that era. That yeah. start, that's starting to happen now. Uh, it's like the here and now, you know, here and now 80s yes, gigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Hazel Dean and, um, nice. and all that. Well, what, I think the difference is with that is that they have like a backing band that everyone uses. But with the, some of these gigs that are coming through now, there's a gig called Shine On. Okay. Um, there's a big gig and it's like House of Love and the Wonder Stuff Ooh. and Dodgy and Blue Tones and Cast and Shed Seven Ooh. and it's all going to be at Butlins in my head. Right. Know, okay. Okay. When? Nice. <laughs> That's nice. Week, the weekend of November the twelfth and thirteenth. Okay, that so weekend that. there. That wants to go um, to it. I do. Oh, is that the one you want to come to as yeah, well? Yeah, because all those bands I grew, I grew up with, Dodgy and Shed Seven and Blue Tones, what, love you, them. You grew up with them. I actually all lived what, together. They all lived on your we road. All, we, all, we all lived on my <laughs> road. We all lived together. It was nice. Well. We did actually used to live with the Blue Tones. Bizarre, did you? Know? Oh. I saw the Blue Tones with. I, I saw them. Do you know what? I think. I, I think I saw the Blue Tones support the Beautiful South. Would that make sense? That would. Yeah. Would make sense. Yeah, they were massive Beautiful South. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sure I saw the Blue Tones support them. Yeah, that's good. No, we knew we knew them back in the day before the before they called the Blue Tones, and they did a classic. It was brilliant. They, they were a band called the Bottle Garden. The Bottle Garden. I used to take the piss out of them because they were right. they sounded quite a lot like the Stone Roses. Okay, and um, and it was Adam, Mark, and Scott, um, and this drummer, uh, and they had this singer uh, that they wanted to get rid of. And uh, and Mark uh, sort of we, we, Mark was living in our house, and I think Adam was living or Scott was living in our house, and he was saying, "Look, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get what, what we're going to do about this uh, lead singer." And uh, then they hatched the the very cliched horrible plot of telling the lead singer that the band was splitting up. Whoa! And then the next day reformed. Dark. So there is murder. You know, and then they killed him. And that buried is, him in yeah, yeah, that is dark. <laughs> there that was no dark. murder. I think that's really dark. Legally, no murder. I don't like them now. <laughs> <laughs> Legally, no murder. <laughs> Legally, yeah. I, do, do you allegedly, know what? Allegedly, no. <laughs> Honestly, man, for, for a, a, a station that prides itself on not being like 
Ofcom regulated and all that sort of thing. You've never seen a more nervous producer. I mean, about murder, yeah, other things, you know, drop a, <laughs> drop a C-bomb, whatever, yeah, go through your life with a fuck, but, you not but think, murder... But do, you not think it, do you not think it's tacit that there wasn't a murder? It's not fucking CJ from Eggheads. He's, he's like, he's just saying well, to what you... What is that? I don't even know who that is. No murder. I don't know who you're talking about now. I'm nervous about that. Well, stop saying no murder. Everyone <laughs> knows there's no murder. Well, they ha- I mean, not in the well, world, but... Well... Could, but could it be a smoke screen, couldn't it? Mm. Maybe no one has been killed. Maybe it's just to keep you scared. Maybe it's the government keeping you down. Illuminati. If you like. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's go. Yeah, sc- anyway, the point, I was, sorry, the point I was making is that, is that back in the day, everyone was really, really busy. There may have been a little bit of tension between some of those bands. Yeah. Because it, it was competition. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Britpop was, was not like this big fucking happy family and everyone got on necessarily. Who didn't There's get on? Bit, Blown Oasis, no, I remember that. Blown Oasis. Yeah, who else? Blown Oasis, they weren't friends. No, no, no. I'm just, what I'm saying is it wasn't like one big happy family and everyone oh. jumped in the bath together. It was like generally like, you know, there's still a bit of competition between the bands, but now um, all the bands see each other and it's lovely. Everyone well, you're, does. Not, you're not trying to get on top of the pops anymore, are you? You're just all sort of like cracking on with it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Uh, well, that, do you not think that must feel more healthy for you? Do you not feel like better for that? Yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely. And, I mean, that's the thing. It's uh, uh, someone called Neil Young said about the whole business about careers in music and that. He said um, you literally have most bands will literally have three years in the limelight. Yeah. Um, and it's all to do with what you do with the rest of your time. Yeah, and yeah, how yeah. You, and how you deal with it. And to you know, and it's very, very rare for bands to get more than those three years in the limelight. I mean, if you think about it, even bands as big as Radiohead. You can't really say that they're in the limelight now. You know, they had the Benz and... Okay, um, okay, computer. Okay, computer. And then after that... There's a fucking Mike Reed over there in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Know some stuff. But you know what I mean? It's like... Wait, wait, you're hot. Wait, wait, you know, that feeling where you would be perceived as being hot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then it, it is, yeah, the same, like... No, I know what you mean, but I mean... That's rolling her eyes on me. Because Radiohead are still, you know, like Glastonbury would get no, headlining no, are, on a you, Sunday but you can apply the same argument yeah, to fucking you too. It's like, you know, they're, 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 their glory period... Yes, yeah, yeah. They now just crack on with it. Even though they're still a huge band, yeah. they, they now just crack on with it. For stuff they just want to do rather than trying yeah. to deliberately... Do you know what Barry told me the other day? No. Wait to hear this. I've got this friend called Barry Dodge, right? And he's a bit of an odd fish anyway, really, Barry. And I, I do the, this podcast with him about ghosts called The Power Pod. So he's, yeah, uh, I've got that. I, I listen to that. Good. I've got I like that. It. I've got it free. <laughs> <laughs> so Barry told me that he was doing a gig at a place called... The, the reason I mentioned The Power Pod is he was doing a gig at a place called The Old Bell in Derby. Yeah. Which is a haunted pub, supposedly. So Barry was there and he was already a bit on edge. But he noticed that before the gig started, he would wait to start the gig and he was like, There's no music on. This feels really mm. sort of eerie and, and there's no music playing while the audience are getting sat down on that. So mm. he went to the person who was booking, who was uh, not booking, who was uh, running the gig on the night and said, Can we put some music on? And the man went, I, I, I haven't got anything. <laughs> and he went, Well, if you're not like, got it on your iPhone or something. And then he's, and he says, Barry, have you got anything on your iPhone? And he was like, I'm not surrendering my phone for the night. No. So you can play yeah. music. And the bloke went, well, let me go. I'll, I'll look upstairs, see if there's anything upstairs. And he, he went upstairs and he came down with an iPad, right? <laughs> and all it had on it was the free U2 album. <laughs> 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 Which they played all night <laughs> for the fucking oh, audience oh, music. Oh. And he just said, it just went round and round and round. I, this free U2 yeah. album because it was an empty iPad but for the thing that had downloaded on its own oh, what was nice. when that when that was um, when U2 <laughs> did that um, yeah. I think I was the only person 
in the world who didn't get it get the album. No, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Fucking upset. Not that I wanted it, but I didn't no, get I know. it. Yeah, we, we, we've just ruined that story because both both me and Nat neither of us got no. it. I bet it's brilliant. Yeah, amazing. It might be amazing. Mm-hmm. I'd probably enjoy it. Who's your best band, Matthew? Who's your, other than the one you're in, who's your favorite? Who would be your favorite band? It would be the Who. Would it really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. It's like when people ask you that question, I was fed up. I was fucking fed up of going, oh, I don't know. Is it Sly and the Family Stone? Oh, is it the Beatles? Oh, you, you know what I mean? I'd be yeah, like, yeah. and I just thought, oh, fuck it. Just say that. Say the one. You know, it might not be The Who this week, but if I, but it generally is. The Who are either, either my top three. You know, they're either going to be a third favourite or first or whatever. So they just say the who every time. Then it just it does that. Just, does that include like solo artists as well? Is that like your favourite music music uh, people? Ah, well, yeah. If you say that, then I'll say Nina Simone. Nina Simone's my favourite artist. Very good. She's my favourite sort of singer and artist and and whatnot. But favourite band is the who. Definitely. What about Nina Simone just um, singing backing on Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> Would that be, be perfect? Fucking, it'd be fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know what? See, doesn't it just show you that it's how it's the manner in which lightning strikes, not the lightning itself? Oh, I but, like that. I know. It doesn't actually yeah. make any sense. It just made it up. Yeah. Um, Nats, who's your best one off music? Uh, I'd say Blur or The Clash. Blur. Or The Clash. I mean, you lost me at fucking Blur. I love Blur. Oh, no. <laughs> why are you having to go up about Blur now? Because they're posh children showing off. That's why I'm having to go at Blur. <laughs> what do you mean? Is there, what have they done to you? What, how are they showing off? What you... If Blur went on top of the pops or whatever, yeah, the equivalent of it is up now, in their fucking school, like, you know, proper suits and stuff, What's wrong in how that? they should dress, I'd have no issue with them at all. Yeah. If they went on top of the pops and sang like they should... Like what? fucking choir boys or something, and I've no problem with Why? their toil. I've got an issue with them going on in jeans that you can tell they're uncomfortable fucking wearing. They've got trainers on, and you can see them looking guilty in case the mum and dad are watching. What are you talking? What posh people shouldn't wear jeans or trainers? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is they they are frauds in my opinion. They're not frauds. They, they are. are frauds. What? That makes kids. no sense. You're not even talking about the music. The posh kids. You're talking f- about what they're wearing. They're You're like, no, clearly, little fucking Tories is what they are. No, and, they're, and they're not. acting like lefties. Uh, he's very much a lefty, is Damon. That's what. Well, that's so, what they yeah, want us yeah, to think, yeah, is yeah. it? Yeah. Well, let's see your tax return. <laughs> let's, let's see your tax return, Damon. See what see what a lefty you are. Oh my god. Uh, don't mind the clash then. My no. one is oh, clash. Is fine. My yeah. one is um, um, all encompassing. Randy Newman. Oh yes, that's, that's, that's a good choice. Yeah, Randy Newman. And, and out of sort of bands that like the Wonder stuff, I liked a lot. Yeah, Beautiful Southern House Martins, I liked yeah. a lot. But I sort of like I've I've let them go now because yeah. for various personal reasons. But um, but yeah, Randy Newman's top of the tree. Um, I, I know it's uh um. I, but I do love the stuff he did in Toy Story because I've watched it so many fucking times with my son when he was growing up. But do you, but the, do you know his other stuff though? I do, yeah. I mean, there's a track he did called Feels Like Home. Do you yeah, know that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's off one of his most recent albums. Is that right? It, well, yeah. Uh, it, it, it originally came from he did a musical version of Faust. So he did he did Faust the musical, um, which is actually beautiful. It's really, really good and really funny as well, man. But yeah. um, Feels Like Home was on that, but it was sung by a lady uh, yeah. on that album. And was then, it Bonnie Wright? It was Bonnie Wright, yeah. yeah. And then uh, later on, when he released his last studio album, um, it's apparently got one coming out next year as well, mm. but uh, which was called Harps and Angels. 
Harps and Angels. He, he did it on that album as well. So he, so he performed it himself on that. It's it's a stunning. He, I think he's he's actually said that's the song I'll be remembered for, and I'm not that comfortable with that. But yeah. but I understand that that's the one. Yeah. That gets people. Ah, really? Oh, right. So it was. Oh, so it's not just me. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no. But, but, he's, but he's, you know, but he's also he's a he's a darker cat than that, really. You know what I mean? So he's, he's yeah, got yeah. a lot going on, and that's just a traditional love song, really. So I think he probably feels. Well, this is certainly what he gives off anyway. That he feels like, oh yeah, it would be the you know it would it would be the Toy Story song that makes me famous, or it would be the the traditional love song when I'm writing all this you know proper political satire and all you know all this really well thought out stuff about racism in the deep south and all that but it's the love song that actually is the one he's remembered for well of course that's the same with any band yeah totally totally it's the same with any band well uh, well, you know well you know that you're lumbered with with that song well yeah exactly that's your song in it Go good enough and stand out for the summer. I mean, you know, you can scream mm. to your blue in the face saying, oh, we've got some really dark stuff. And yeah, they go, yeah. play good enough, shut yeah. up. Yeah, but do you, I know you've got dark stuff, but do your good one. <laughs> <laughs> do the one that we know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that frustrating? I know it's a bit of a hat question, but is that frustrating? Uh, it's, I mean, the thing is, it all depends how good you are at your job. If you right. can, if you can make the audience not just scream for good enough. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah you're doing your job because they're make, you're making them enjoy the other songs as well but the thing is I mean we did have 12 hits anyway so no I'm, people, I'm not doing you down no I know you're not no, but there are other hits there as well but the worst one is that we played well, it was about two three years about three years ago um, Butlins were having a 90s weekend out, right um, yeah. where no ki- no kids were allowed okay uh, but this wasn't like 90s like Shine On where it was bands playing it was like a mini festival this was like uh, it was fucking oh my god it was it was mayhem it was like it was like one of the stages of hell right I got there, we got there about 3.30 in the afternoon on Saturday and went into the, sort of the main area and there was this high pitched squeal oh. of just people screaming and men in mankinis pissed oh, on the floor hell. Okay. Oh. you know with like shift next to him and sort of <laughs> fucking hell this is half three on a Saturday afternoon and it was just horrible it was a fucking debauch and we went on stage in between Oasis and the mate stadium. mate oh, I saw them yeah. I saw them in the week yeah you did and we saw in between Oasis and the stereo phonies <laughs> <laughs> and people I don't know I think half people thought we were a fucking tribute to Dodgy I don't wow know and we went on stage and it was like but we were getting fucking paid shitloads for it right, so okay. we did it uh-huh. and, we, and we're going like right guys okay let's start with a few hits so they know at least know who we are and then we'll play some of the less well known hits yeah, the ones yeah, yeah. got to number 30 yeah. you know what I mean you um, will not <laughs> And then, and then we'll play maybe a real popular album track and then we'll end on a couple of covers and end on another big... By the time we got to the one that got to number 12, they were fucking turning around, talking, being sick on each... We could literally only play Good Enough and Stay Out for the Summer. Oh, man. I think we played good enough three times. Yeah. Did you, and did you did you do that? Chesney Hawks does that as well. Oh. No, like, uh, Chesney Hawks is a cunt. I've told him as well. <laughs> what? No, he's told him as well. He's told him. But I want to know why. And also, you can't you can't take someone's court because no, you're a cunt because no, you no, can't prove it. I wasn't saying that. I was about to go. Why is he a <clears throat> because, because I've, I've got a story as well about him, by the way. So we'll do no, mine next. Your opinion, you're allowed it, but tell me why. He starts the set with uh, Brian Adams, summer of '69. <laughs> 
Fucking, you know what I mean? It's not his song. It's a cassette. Goes into Oasis. Goes into the Rolling Stones. Does a, Be- does a Beatles medley. Abba, Queen. Literally does, like, the best dad album. He literally just goes down the tra- track list into that. Does that. Ends on the one and only. You can't fucking do that. No. And fucking, the other band as well. Skating for Girls. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I like them. What? Oh, do you fuck. All right. <laughs> Think what? about it. You don't. No, no, um, no. Do you know think, what? I think about it. Do you know what? That is amazing. That's really good. You should be writing for the fucking NME, man. <laughs> just, give it, just give it. All you people who say you like this band, think about it. You don't. <laughs> you don't. You're wrong. No, uh, no. no. They, they finished their sets, going for girls. On, I mean, if you're going to do a cover, do something a little bit obscure or make it slightly different. Yeah. They ended their fucking set on living on a fucking prayer. No, they oh, didn't. They yes, did they not. fucking did. And I fucking told them afterwards, you can't do that. It's <laughs> against the unwritten fucking law. You cannot go and do a real crowd-pleasing cover. I just so the... Just sell the fucking clap. I don't Whack remember. It. I don't like when I, when I met you in Edinburgh, right? And I, 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 all right, it was briefly, but I don't remember you being like that. Like, <laughs> you, and also because we can't see you, we don't know for definite. I mean, you could actually be someone else, and, and for all we know, <laughs> yeah, just, you've got Matthew Priest hostage. I just remember you just being like an amiable little bloke with a pork pie hat on, just walking about the place, <laughs> and, and people going, "That's the bloke out of Dodgy." But I don't remember. <laughs> I took any of this shouting and anger people normally uh, mellow with you age not man you've mentioned Chesney Hawks before have you so. oh no no cover versions be we do the odd cover but it's good it's a lot of unusual one you know we'll do a Northern yeah. Soul one or something yeah. but, you know just going straight for the jugular with fucking Bon Jovi well, right. what's he supposed to do he, what, apart from play the one and only 15 no, th- times do you know what, what now, that, that on its own is a perfectly viable question what, Chesney Oaks what's he supposed to do <laughs> he has had he has other songs that he's attempted to have oh hits. okay yeah. He's definitely had other songs. Look it up on Google now. Oh, we're doing a radio show, mate. And look it up now. And he's had songs that have got. I bet he's even had a number 32. I mean, something he, like that. He, did, <laughs> he doesn't fucking play it because he knows it'll go shit. The thing yeah. is, the thing is, he doesn't just sound like him. <laughs> Um, Call him now! Ches- Call him now! Chesney Hawks um, certainly a- appeared to hit on my ex-girlfriend in front oh. of me once. I mean, did he know? When we were going out with each oh, other. he knew that you were yeah, going yeah, out yeah, with yeah. her. No, I don't know if he knew that I was going out with her. That's all right, though. We were backstage. It was some student union thing, some summer ball or whatever. Bad Manners were on at the same time, and they were lovely. Yeah. But Chesney Hawks was on, and he, 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 but he did a thing where he he leant over her when mm-hmm. she was against the wall and sort of had his arm like at the side of her head his hand at the side of her head yeah. that very imposing sort of thing yeah. so that's that's you my only judgement at Chesney and York. What's, your, what's your story of scouting for girls I haven't got one no. uh, do you know what scouting for girls right. all it is is that I, I, I liked them a bit until they played before one of the rugby league grand finals and um, and then we lost that final so I, I went off them that was it. That's, that's the risk you're taking it. If yeah. you're going to play before a major sporting event, that half the well, fans won't want to hear your stuff anymore because they lost. I was a uh, I was a lucky mascot for uh, for West Bromwich Albion <laughs> uh, back in 1980. Why were you lucky? And, and, uh, <laughs> did they touch you? Did they all touch your belly before they walked on? <laughs> what made you lucky? <laughs> and uh, and it and uh, they it was the last time that they were in Europe because they lost. Right. To Zurich, they lost to Zurich Grasshoppers okay. and, they, and they lost 3-1 and it was the last time West Bromwich Albion had ever been in Europe and I was the reason why they lost I was the lucky mascot oh, mate. 
They would have. They would have won if they had a different kid as a mascot. But they had me. They had me. And uh, the thing is, because I, I played with the Lightning Seeds for a while. Yeah. Okay. And they had, they had the footy song, you know, with uh, Badil and Skinner. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I met um, uh, Frank Skinner a few times. He's uh, a bit of a grumpy sod, but um, he um, no he comment. Was, <laughs> and he, um, he uh, I was telling him, trying to make some conversation. I was telling him, look, I was a mascot because I know he's yeah. a baggage. Big, big mistake, big mistake. Uh, and I said, uh, and I said, I, I was lucky mascot. He goes, oh, really? Which guy? And I went, um, Zero Grasshoppers, nineteen eighty. He went, you're the bastard. I went, yeah, that was me. <laughs> okay, that's not bad. It's more than I get out of him. That's all right. Um, well, look, man, it's been a like, genuine pleasure speaking with you. I've got, uh, we've got the one. No, you haven't got Chesney, have you? No, no. No, no, no it's your song, you dozy <laughs> fucker. Oh, are you the one? <laughs> are you the one? Now, I, I mean, our anthem, good all enough. All it says here is... No, no, it, no it's, it's the one. Mate, on your album, there's a song called The One. Are you the one? It, that's not what it says on here. Ah, uh, well, the one, then that'll do. Call it, uh, yeah, it's called Are You You've The One. three choices, though. Is, have, you, have you ripped this off YouTube? Is it, or is no, this a I, real I recording? No, I got it from the link that Matt, uh, Matt sent to me. Right, so ah! the, link the link that you sent, it's called The One. Now, now Yeah, there you go, then. Right, so do you accept that we, we know what your songs are called better than you do? <laughs> yes, you do. Right, yeah. fine. Uh, Matthew, please look, mate. It's been a pleasure speaking to you and that. And I hope you have a nice like tour and stuff, and stay happy. And you know, and don't don't do yourself a mischief, man. I, I, you were very quick to anger. I know, I know. I'm, I'm all, I'm calm now. Just at the very mention of Chesney Hawks, they were well, scouting for girls. Oh, fucking, oh, fucking God. Messy now. I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. I'm just, I feel like we should. Can't, I, 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 I feel know. like we should give Chesney Hawks a right of reply here. I think so. I'm trying to imagine if we went to a dodgy gig and started requesting the one and only, shouting at a dodgy to play it. How would you do react it? To that? Do it. Do it. No, come to the Scala. I'll get you on the guest list for the Scala. Um, and what will what will happen if <laughs> if, Nat, if Nat says <laughs> start shouting for the one and only? That's it. Well, I'll get security and she'll get chucked out on the rocks. <laughs> we should have some sort of... But do you not think we should have sure. some sort of... We should work out some... No, we can't do it right now, but some sort of bet yeah. that yeah. if you win it, Nat, they've okay. got to play the one and only. Oh, yeah. And if they win it, yeah. I don't know, you've they, got, got, got to fuck one of them or something. Well, again... <laughs> Mate, there is no... If it had been once, there is no way you would be hey, entering back into the lion's den in this way. <laughs> So We'd have just got an answer machine saying he no live here. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Mark. Take care, man. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh. Do, 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 song of the new album. Which is called... What, what, what are we fighting for? What are we fighting for? Ian Boldsworth on Fubar Radio. I'm saying I would have definitely made it better if I'd have been there well, recording some backing for him, but... That was like a little trail for their album. Can't have arm, could it? You did them a trail there. Yeah, and he done us a trail. Yeah, it's a fair swapsies. That I want using. No! I want that trail using so much. I can't remember what it was in the interview. Um, I want to speak about somebody else who's in music. What you, you all knowing so about? Oh, sorry, I was on. A, I was worried about what's going to come next. It's He's not, a, it's, I just I, sometimes I talk normally. It's fine. Uh, I'll just do that. No, I'm still on a Matt, Matt Priest high. I see. Well, just let's all calm down from the Matt okay. Priest high. Um, meatloaf. Oh yes, yes. Okay. Now, here's the thing. I'm aware 
and I'm I would imagine he probably is as well. There's a sort of a kind of a snobbery about Meatloaf, really. Then mm. you know, it's a bit sort of there's something a bit, a bit of a guilty pleasure about Meatloaf, I, I suppose. I don't think you like him in a guilty way. I think you just like him, don't you? I know, but I but I also think some of it's guff. But mm. but Bat Out of Hell is my favourite ever album. Okay, it, it is, and I, I will remain so. Mm. That's including like all Randy Newman's albums as well. That's that including everything. I, okay. It's my favourite complete album. I should listen to that one day. I think it's stunning. Just I've from beginning to end, it's just stunning. And um, so it's kind of cursed Meatloaf in that his first album, mm. or his first proper album, was such a huge hit. It was like yes. nine years in the charts. You know, it's sort of like... And he's never really recaptured that. Bat Out of Hell 2, though, did come close in terms of how it was received. That single off it did well, didn't it? I'll do anything, anything for love. love. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Huge, absolutely huge. Yeah. But, I mean, I'd say all these albums have got something to offer. You know, everything's mm. got something in there. Da- like, I like Dead Ringer, I like Bad Attitude and oh, things yeah. like that. What I, was I, that on? Ba- Hell. What was Dead Ringer on? Mm. Dead Ringer. Um, oh, I didn't The album was called Dead Ringer for Love. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, I. He's got a new album out. Yes. Meatloaf. It came out in September. It's called it? Braver Than We Are. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. And it's billed as a. Uh, but it's a collaboration with Jim Steinman, who wrote Bat Out of Hell and who wrote Bat Out of Hell 2. Does a lot with Celine Dion and people, doesn't he, Jim Steinman? Yeah, well, okay, people have recorded his songs. Yes, well, he writes them, yeah. Um, and uh, so they, Meatloaf and Steinman, have been estranged for a while. Okay. Even though they've remained friends from all accounts, but there have been legal proceedings and stuff. The, uh, there was a court case about who owned the rights to the name Bat Out of Hell, because Meatloaf brought out Bat Out of Hell 3. Right. But they never actually fell out. This is what they, this is what they maintain, is that it was all a legal thing. Mm. And they would call each other up about it. You know, it was just a thing that was in the courts. I don't know how true that is, but that's mm. what they say. Um, so, Braver Than We Are came out, which is all Jim Steinman songs. Okay. Um, which is the new album. Now, I I didn't even know it was out, to be honest with you. And I was just happening to watch some interviews. My dad had called me. My dad's a big Meatloaf fan. And he'd said he'd seen Meatloaf on some pre- on BBC Breakfast. Loose like Women, that. he did recently. It wasn't Loose Women. It was, it was, I think it was, it was a BBC thing. And my dad said he looked really ill. Oh, okay. This and he, is, and he yeah. sounded really bad. This is what happened on Loose Women when he went on there. And I didn't watch it. I was obviously home at work. But Katie Price was uh, host, co-hosting the show. Apparently it's a Loose Woman or something now. I don't know. And, uh, Fucking hell. She, Meatloaf was on it. Apparently looked ill. And then she... I don't know if they didn't get on or something happened. But she then basically did what... Or sort of said she didn't think he was going to be around for that long. Okay. Which I don't know. She's and what was his response to that? Well, he wasn't there. I don't think it was afterwards. Oh, I, I think she said something to the effect of, and I, was, I okay. read that. I well, thought, not, what the not, hell? not to come over all Katie Price because I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> but it, uh, I perhaps share that opinion. Oh, really? Okay. Um, not necessarily that he's not going to be around in in alive. Yes. But this has been billed as his final album. Than well, we he's been collapsing, or he has collapsed on stage. Yeah, but he's, he sort of said that was nothing. But oh, okay. it has been built. Now he's done this before. He said, you know, he said this is my so, final tour before. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. But in the interviews that I've watched him recently, he he doesn't look well. He doesn't, and his speech is very different. He he looks like even though there's been no acknowledgement of this, yeah. but he, he does genuinely look like he may have had a stroke. Right. At some point, okay. Fine, that happens. He's an you know he's an oldish man, so yeah. it's like you know. We don't know. <clears throat> I still find it very very sad. Jim Steinman also is apparently very, very poorly from all accounts, but no one's given an official okay. what he's poorly with, but he, he's not been out for a long time, apparently. And Steinman exec produced this new album mm-hmm. over Skype. Wow. So he was never actually in the studio. Um, the album, in certain quarters, has been slated. 
Like, it's been really hammered. Because? Um, the general gist of reviews has been uh, his voice is shot to shit, he's not up to it, etc., etc., etc. And I kept reading people saying he should have just packed in after whatever album, or he should have just packed in then. And I thought about it a lot, and I thought, you, you can't... You, like you can't just pack in because it's what you do. Yeah, so it's like yeah. if that's what you do, how how can you pack in? Well, it's like just, yeah, just giving up one day and go, I'm never going to yeah, sing yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that sort of thing. Like, it's not, not going to make no. something better than Bat Out of Hell. It's just not going to happen. And, it, and I don't think he thinks he is either. But you can't say to someone, well, you should stop doing this yeah. because I don't like the result. It's like well, then you don't have to listen to it. That's buy it. It's no. up to you. It's fine. And I was listening to these interviews. With Meatloaf. And, and look, his voice is shot to shit. Like, it is. But that's presumably after some uh, work in the studio to... I don't know what they would have done, some effects. But, but nevertheless, it's, it, still, it's still shot to shit. Okay. It is. However, I went... So I went and bought that album on vinyl, to double, double vinyl, yeah. without hearing any of it at all. I just went and bought it, because I felt... I got a little bit emotional about it, and I actually felt. I, I, so I, I watched those interviews, and I went, "I'm going to go and buy it now." Mm. And I drove out to the, you know, to the record store, and, and I bought the vinyl. I was a bit pissed off there wasn't a download with it. That's what I was annoyed about. There wasn't a download code in there, so all I've got is the vinyl. But that's by the by. Why, why would there be a download code? There normally is in vinyl. Oh, is that? Yeah, oh, in okay. new vinyl, there's normally has a download code as well, so oh, you can get it on MP3, so oh, you can have it on your phone and good. stuff as well, which makes sense. Mm. Yeah, and you've bought it, so you know, fuck it. Um. So and I listened to it, uh, and I kind—I I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it at all. But it's mm. very, very different to stuff that he's done before. It's like it's very different. And what I started thinking was that he was—that they're aware of these limitations now. That they're aware of that, so they've made an album that suits his limitations. Yeah. Rather than him trying to belt stuff out how he used to, they've made an album that suits his limitations. It's really different to any of his other stuff. It, it it takes some getting used to if you would even get used to it at all. Okay. But I still feel like he's done enough and worked hard enough for people to unbegrudgingly give him a tenner yeah. for the album if they're fans of him, you know what yeah. I mean? And not feel the need to put the fucking boot in straight afterwards. And in one of the interviews, he was talking about uh, the song on it, um, which is called Going All The Way is Just The Start, and it's a, a song in six movements, the, other, the whole thing about it. It's a long song. Yes. And he was saying how it was his favourite song and all this sort of thing and but it would never get played on the radio that wouldn't happen and you know and it was sort of like oh well of course I'm not going to play it because it's, it's like long, 10 minutes plus yeah. um, and it's also got it has two singers on it as well who I'm not even going to say who they are but they're they're two singers who are very relevant to his history okay who are backing singers on it it's Colin DeVito and Ellen Foley now Ellen Foley sang the girl part on Paradise by the Dashboard Light mm-hmm you, you've heard it. I you think, know what I it think is. you've played it on this show. Loads, so I definitely loads. Have heard it. Yeah, I just can't. Um, do you love me? Will you love me forever? Do you oh, need that one? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So she sang it on the record, but in the video for it and live, it was Carla DeVito. Why was that? Because Ellen Foley was signed up as an artist to another label, and she, she couldn't tour with him. You know, she okay. was. A, so they're two sort of singers who've shared the same role. They share on the album, but as they've well. ne- they've met, never met each other. So the first time they ever met each other... Oh, was during this song? Yeah, and they've been snipey about each other as well in the past. Why? But they both went to the studio together to record backing vocals for this song. Uh, this is why it does feel like it's so genuinely... Like a finality to it Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh. It genuinely feels that way. It feels like this is, is, is actually going to be it. Is Cher on the album? Cher's not on the album, no. Oh, it's a shame. 
Well, that, that's why I think he'll do another album then to get Cher again. I don't. Oh. I don't think. I'm amazed he's managed to sing on this album, uh, which is heartbreaking. It is. But yeah. I do think they've not screwed him on this album. They've done what he can do. And, and built the album around it. Yeah. And, the, you know, the dude's belted out songs for the best part of 30 years, 40 years now. And, of course, his voice is shot to shit. And they're big power. They're big, <laughs> yeah, yeah, big, yeah. big songs yeah. that he does. So your voice he's, would be. He's asthmatic. He's yeah. had loads of health problems and stuff. Yeah. He, you know, he collapses after loads of concerts and needs oxygen and stuff. I it's would like, do if I had of, to sing of course, that. his voice is shot to shit. We all do. But the reason his voice is shot to shit. It's because he's given everything for all those years. That's how. Mm. I, I don't mean to be a wanker about it, but honestly, I do feel that. Yeah. Regardless of what you think about him, he's given everything. Like I can't stand him in interviews. He really gets on my tits, and it really annoys because me. He's very yeah, just a bit too much. Bit too, yeah, yeah, a bit yeah. too much. Um, but point of the matter is, I'm going to play this song that, okay. that's never going to be played on the radio. So it is ten minutes plus. Okay. I'm still going to play it. You can, what, what are you sulking for? I wasn't sulking. I was just looking at the tweet that you sent out. Well, I didn't send it to you. From a FUBAR account about having been locked in the studio. I don't know. It wasn't me. <laughs> um, so look, this is. I, I don't need your judgment calls on it. You don't need to say whether you like it or not. Anything like that. I just want to play it for the dude because the dude is like, he's, he's been ace. Mm. He has been ace. Uh, so this is Meatloaf with Going All The Way, just the start from the new album, which is Braver Than We Are. It, it, if nothing else, it's worth buying on vinyl because the cover is fucking amazing. It's him and Steinman from the back facing down the four horsemen. It looks awesome. Ian Boldsworth on Fubar Radio. Every last second of it. Going all the way is just a start. Short song, wasn't it? Uh, meatloaf. It was a short one. Yeah, it was nice. It's it was short minutes. for Meatloaf. <laughs> yeah, eleven minutes is quite short. Um, I kind of like it. That, uh, the album's grown on me. I didn't hate it anyway. The album, but the album has grown on me. It's very, very different. It's very, well. We both said that there are. It is six parts because there's at least six songs in yeah, there. Yeah, that we yeah. were like, oh, it sounds like it's finishing. Oh, but loads of songs. songs. Paradise no, by like the Dashboard Light was the same. That was like it's three good. songs in one, wasn't it? Um, but there we go. So that's. Can I just say as well another thing that uh, I've been meaning to tell you for a while? Yes. Um, we're going to be speaking to uh, Craig Chilowich in a minute, but I wanted to tell you this very, very quickly. Um, when I was on the train, I've started doing commissioned artwork. Okay, okay. you know my new thing of like drawing, I'm painting, painting and model making yep. and all that. I'm just trying to find different careers. I've also got a, uh, no, I can't tell you that. Oh. Um, no, I've got it's, we've got uh, me and someone else have got a new business plan, brilliant, which is involves art okay. and it's Neil Buchanan. No, you don't know. Actually, you do know the person, do but I anyway, artist. <gasps> anyway. Um, I but I, uh, the thing I've been commissioned to do at the moment is I've been I've been illustrating films for a friend of mine who runs a theatre company, but mm-hmm. it's also a film company as well. Mm-hmm. So I do the illustrations for films that have a, a voiceover to them. So I've done a few, and um, I'm credited on them as well. But the latest one is a uh, it's it's a film of it's called The Thief on the Cross, which is a story of the uh, to do with the crucifixion. Okay, oh. so it's it's about basically. The two different people that were crucified inside of Jesus. Who was the thief? Well, the thief was one, and the other one was just well, a, a, another bloke. Well, if you let me tell Sorry, you the story, I like it already. Craig's waiting. I like the story. Right, but it's it's a it's a Bible story. So, and I'm a big like I'm proper atheist and yeah, stuff. You know, I don't buy yeah, into all that yeah. stuff. So it's been the first time I've had a commission where I'm like, well, this isn't really something that I do. But so I've actually done the art to order. For someone else, I'm still, I've done a good job on it, but I, but I, I was doing some sketching stuff on the train, yeah, and uh, so I was drawing like the crucifixion on the train, and I felt uh, really weird, and people, could, people could see it as yeah. well. It's like, why is he drawing Jesus? Why is he drawing? So very pious, yeah, and because it's for children. What? It's for children. I've had to. 
I couldn't draw any blood or anything like that. It, no, couldn't, it couldn't be. It's not like Passion thorns. of the Christ stuff. Yeah, you can't no, do that. So he's got the thorny hat on, as I call it. Thorny hat, yeah. No blood, though. And no nails in hands. So I've had to. I've been really quite creative with it. I've actually done sort of drawings that. have, have creatively hidden. Right. Um. Can I just What's ask what? a question? I'm yes, that's is, a question. Is Jesus the thief or is, is someone Je- stealing no, Jesus? Jesus isn't the thief, Who's mate? the thief then? No, neither. Look, I'm going to show you this picture, even though it's not good for radio. But I'm going to show you yeah, how creative I've been in hiding the... That look, the guy on the left, have you ever seen that film called The Room with Tommy Wizzy? Because it looks like him. Right. Uh, but on the right, it just looks like a... It looks like a... It's it Jesus. It looks like a hippie. Hippie Jesus. Basically, Jesus is in the background. Very good. And I've hidden the... You know the stabbing yeah, side stabbing, and all that side. by the person who's in the foreground. So I've had to be creative like that. It's but very it, good. it was weird to be drawing all that stuff on Not, the train. Yeah, of course. When people are just looking at you, going, "What is?" And you want to go, "I don't, I don't believe in any of this." Yeah. <laughs> just doing it, getting money for it. There good. we go. That's my story. What did you say? I said I liked it. It was a good. It was a good story. I'll print, I'll print it. I'll frame it for you, mate. Thank print you. Thank you. So we're joined on the line now by Craig uh, Shilowich. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Good. Um, we're uh, going to chat to you today about uh, the film Christine, right? Yeah, yeah. I just heard your Jesus story, too. Um, <laughs> do you know what's crazy? is like for a thousand years, that's all anybody drew. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, do you, uh, do you know, know what... a museum, and that's all it is. Do you know what was weird? I'll tell you the, the other thing in relation to that. One night when I was doing some of the pictures, I started feeling a bit nauseous and a bit... I felt really quite ill. And I didn't know why I was feeling ill. And I sort of persevered through it. And then I realised what I was drawing. And I realised that I was drawing men nailed to crosses. Oh. Yes, it's, it's horrible. Yeah, and quite how, how ubiquitous that image is. And you just forget what that actually is. Regardless of what your faith is or what you, know, what you believe in, that, that, that aside, nothing to do with that. The actual reality of that... Of, yeah, of what barbaric. that image is, yeah, it's 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 unbelievably. So yeah, it was it was knocking me sick. Yeah. Um, so I had, a, I had a good think about that, but uh, again, it was about the money really. So, um, Christy, is Christian out? Uh, it is not just yet, but it's about to be out. It's almost down. Okay, well, do you want? Do you, basically, I'll tell you what the situation is at the moment. This is my second show of the day. I'm really tired. <laughs> so what I'm going to do? I'm I'm going to give you the airwaves. So I'm I'm I will chip in, but I'm you've, you've actually got just free advertising for as long as you want to speak for about Christine, and I'll just chip in every now. Oh. So in essentially, essentially right, so you're you're going to lead talking. the interview. Sure. Okay. And, and uh, okay, great. So Christine is a movie that I wrote and produced. We shot it last year. It went to Sundance earlier this year. I think it's wrapping up at the London Film Festival right now, and it'll be in theaters uh, in the states. Shortly, and I think in the UK shortly after that. Um, it's a movie about a real woman named Christine Chubbuck, who was a newscaster in a local news market in Sarasota, Florida, in 1974. Uh, and it's about a series of events that um, sort of create a perfect storm in her life um, that, that drive her to do sort of a, a shocking and, and terrible thing, which... Um, and that this thing that she's known for, which was committing suicide live on air, right. is, is sort of um, what the only thing she's ever been known for. And uh, for the last 40 years, she's sort of just been reduced to that headline. So the movie is sort of an attempt to get at the person behind that headline, um, who was a very troubled person, okay. who was ultimately uh, a 
compassionate and complicated and, and funny driven person as well. So it's um it's an attempt at, at portraiture. It's what? Say that again. It's uh, it's a portrait of a yeah, person yeah, okay, okay. Uh, who who just happens to be in crisis. Is it? So when was this? When did this happen? The real this happened event. in 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 July in 1974 in at, a, okay. at a sort of a crisis moment in the country too. Like Nixon was uh, just about to leave office. Um, the Watergate stuff was coming to a head. There were all of these sort of airplane hijackings occurring. It really felt like there was sort of a national nervous breakdown occurring. Okay. Um, so she did this sort of right in the thick of all of that in a very hot summer in 1974. Okay. What, do you have a link to it? Is there a link to it for you, or do you? is it just a story that spoke to you? No, it, it spoke to me uh, deeply. It spoke to me really personally. Um, I, had, I went through a, an extended period of, of mental illness when I was younger um, that, when it was bad, was debilitating. I had to leave uh, college several times and go back and, and live with my parents. And it was really difficult to chart how I sort of had gotten into that phase in my life. And eventually when I when I came out of it, it was sort of difficult to put my finger on what had worked to help bring me out of it. I could sort of point at things. I, I right. got very involved in my work. I, you know, I discovered a relationship that sort of gave me um a firmer footing and 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 that nourished me i got into i got on the right medication but like all of those things you know hint at what what sort of made me depressed and made me better but um it's an incomplete picture even if you're inside of it right um, yeah, yeah. so that was sort of interesting to me was to try to take me and explore as a thought experiment what if i uh, had not discovered work, or if my work had turned hostile on me, what if I never discovered a relationship that you know I was able to put my my heart into? What if I was a woman in the seventies in a time when it wasn't so easy to be a woman in a sort of a contentious um, work environment that wasn't always so friendly to women? Is that so that's really it, it, how the it, whole thing started for me? Is that is that part of what the story is? Is that is that a, like a quite a poignant thing within the story? Is that a, not poignant? Is that a a potent thing within the story? Her being a woman in yeah, the yeah, yeah. room in the seventies, yeah, that's yeah. central to to it. Got you, okay. Um, is it now? We were talking earlier on on the show about um, the nature in which she uh, left, and Nat, my producer Nat, was saying that that there was a mystery around that. Is that right, or has Nat got that wrong? Uh, say that again. The, the nature of the act. Well, there's been rumours and myths about it. Why? Since. Why did she do it? Yeah. Well, no, what what she actually did, what she yeah, what, what she done, like sort of like Bud Dwyer. We saw what Bud Dwyer did live on television. So what did, there are pretty um, accurate transcripts of of what happened. I mean, the tape of of her doing it survived for a while, but there are beyond that even um, pretty detailed police reports from the day. So, like what what she actually did and and what the shape of it was is is not so mysterious. Okay. Um, the rest of her life remains kind of shrouded in mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so was this something that she prepped through the day? She had arguably prepped this for weeks right, uh, okay. leading up to it. Uh, there was she was a very emotional uh, person. She was was very moody. In fact, probably had some sort of mood disorder. Okay. Um, she was talkative and 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 sort of loud and confrontational, but in the weeks and days preceding her death, she, according to like many people who knew her, became very calm and polite and rational, and uh, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that she planned this like pretty meticulously. Right, okay. It's, um, 
It's uh, it's a difficult one, I think, because I actually when when you were talking about how you, how you relate to something, for example, and you know, and how you like, I I, I do a, a fair chunk of stuff on mental health, and I um and and have been in these you know these situations on a personal level as well, and there's quite a. I, again, I'm not. I swear this isn't me promoing something else. But I'm doing. I'm currently prepping this podcast called the Mental Pod, which is about mental uh-huh. health. Um, and it's taking. It's actually taking me a long. It's taking me longer than I anticipated because it's kind of getting me down a little bit. So I'm so I'm I'm looking after myself within the prep. Um, yeah. But so, uh, an interesting thing was said to me. I, I interview on that on that show i interview my oldest friend the person i've known the longest who i'm still in touch with if you know what i mean so not like a friend from school yeah. the person i've i've maintained a friendship with um who actually is the person who's commissioned me to do the drawings it's the same bloke <laughs> from, from martin yeah. um okay <clears throat> and we so we did this long because i thought in the first episode what i wanted to do was give a, an honest appraisal of myself and i felt i couldn't do an honest appraisal of myself because how other people viewed me and my illness was also relevant so i was going to speak sure. to somebody that knew me well to say how they saw it so we did a like three hour interview a very long interview and I said, uh, this period where I had a very bad time, I said, and, w- and what, were you, what were you feeling at, th- at that time? And he said, obviously, we're very worried about you and all that sort of it. And he said, but the one thing he really took away from it was, is that he started thinking about his own mortality and that he started thinking about how easily that can happen. Like, ha- how easily you can end up in that position. So he was looking at what had happened to me, where I'd literally lost everything. You know, so yeah. it, it wasn't just that you know an imbalance in the brain. It was actually triggered as well. Um, yeah, and and it, it was ju- just quite how easily you can get tipped. So I, I imagine you're relate you're relating to the story um, with, with with Christine Chubbuck is you can relate to it because you know what your uh, you know p- p- potential actions would be in a given yeah, situation. It's, it's- it's a slippery thing that you, you sort of start sliding down the mountainside, and then before you know it, you're tumbling, and you can't quite remember, you know, the steps that made you trip up and start falling. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't, and even if you knew that, it wouldn't help, it wouldn't stop the falling from happening. In fact, if you're stopping to think about how, how you started falling while you're falling down the side of a mountain, it probably makes it worse because you're not focusing yeah, on stopping yourself. Yeah, but totally. The, but, yeah, periods like this take on an obsessive quality that's part of the illness is like you can't help but beat yourself up for feeling that way and 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 sort of force yourself to spend a lot of time thinking about how you how you got to be such a damaged person so no, it's, it's no, difficult to get real perspective on yeah it you know you're you, you, ba- you bang on it is that thing that as you say that n- knowing what's happening doesn't stop it happening <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it doesn't. and in fact can it can exacerbate it can it, it can it can, it can, it can utterly compound it yeah, yeah. Cosican, Cosican. So what? So you, your your, your approach to this is the thing. What do you have a, a goal with the film, or is it just a thing of just putting it there and then people take what they take from it, or, or do you actually have, you know, a, a result outside of the success of the film? Is there a result you would like people to take from the movie? I guess I guess the the, the artistic goal was always to create a credible uh, performance to sort of tee uh, this up for an actress to. Uh, act this this woman out credibly, and um, and to sort of yeah create and then exercise some of these feelings that we're talking about. I guess our our hope, you know, socially or more broadly, would be for people who are either feeling this way or know people who are feeling this way to recognize something in it and to um, 
sort of sound the alarm and to, to see how far it can go if left yeah. unchecked. It's, Re- uh, it's Rebecca Hall, to, right? Rebecca Hall's playing. Yeah, it's Rebecca Tinto. Hall. Yeah. yeah, and she's amazing. It's um, it's such a difficult uh, like it's such a difficult thing because it's like. I just literally, I was looking at your press release just now, and the word voyeurism just jumped out at me from the press release, and I was, I was genuinely about to sort of mention that, is that there's a thing of uh, an uncomfortable voyeurism to these things, when you know it's been recorded, and you, 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 like, you know that exists, and you have a, a bizarre desire to see it. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I would like, say. I have the same um, with, with with Bud Dwyer. As soon as I found out about Bud Dwyer, it was very difficult for me for me to not go and look for it, and I eventually did. I eventually did, and goodness me, I wish I could unsee that. Yeah, that's that's one of the few regrets I have in my life. Actually, is watching that video, yeah, 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 which yeah, yeah, happened yeah. kind of near where I grew up. Actually, oh really? Always. Yeah, it was sort of this rite of passage for young men in yeah, the early yeah, internet yeah. page to the, did you see the Bud Dwyer video? It's so fucked up. You're not, like, you haven't seen anything because you've seen this video. And then you see it and you take nothing from it and you just kind of feel sick. Um, I, I'm very aware, but, by the way, that us even talking about it now, some people will go, I'm going to go and look for it. But, yeah. like, honestly... I don't know who he is. Yeah, just, don't do it. I, I, I will plead with you. And my listener, you, you know me, you know that I'm good for my word. Please don't. I, I, I swear you'll regret it. You okay. really, And I know this might be making it more appealing. <laughs> Yeah. I swear you will regret it. Is it a video? He, he committed suicide on television. Okay. Um, and um, I mean, by all means, go and read about it and read the story, but please don't click the link. Like, please don't. It's it's horrific. Yeah, and, and I think that that's the only natural takeaway from it. And for that reason, we never, whether it exists or not, or someone owns it or they don't, we never really sought out uh, the tape of her. Right, okay. Herself, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was always secondary to sort of channeling everything that took her right up until that point. Um, and then at that point, everyone knows that it happened. It's almost a foregone conclusion. So that was, that was yeah, like a backseat sort of consideration for us. But we didn't want to shy away from showing it because it is. It's this really angry, expressive, sickening thing that she did. Um, and uh, it says something, you know, and, and it might make you feel terrible. It might make you feel a certain way, but um, there was real pain behind that. You know, yeah. she didn't just crawl into a corner. She, 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 for whatever reason, wanted you know people to see this publicly, um, and that's twisted. It's and it's wrong, but it's it's something you know that we that we decided to to honor. Well, look, let, I mean, we sort of skated around this. So, so Chubbuck shot herself. Um, she shot herself in the back of the head. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, where where I would separate the situation from the Budweiser situation is I I felt that the Budweiser so I, I would never call any suicide um, selfish like that's a blanket rule. It, it's simply not selfish. It's not. That's my opinion. It's it's not. It never is. It's an act. It's the the act of, of sheer desperation. You can never call that selfish because it's an unbalanced act. It's not something that you, you even apply real rules to. If you got to that point, you're the one that's fucked. Not you know. Not yeah. So so that's not. Uh, but where where I would separate the two is that the very little I know about Chubbuck is that that it was it was a it was also a statement. So so Dwyer's was an escape, is what Dwyer was. Dwyer was you know a, a big like he was he was in the shit in real life. He was you know he was about to go to jail. He was about to go to jail for the rest yeah. of his life. So and it was his final press conference. He'd been caught banged to rights, although there was arguments that it was a setup and all. They were making an example of him, which is probably true. However, he wasn't an innocent man legally. Um, right. So. 
his was just a, 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 a fuck you to the people who'd caught him, essentially, and that was him. Yeah. But still, obviously, desperately horrific. But Chubbuck seemed to be more about uh, that she'd had enough, but she was also making a statement against her employers as well. Yeah, she was. Uh, she, I mean, and if you take what she said and did at face value, that that's kind of where it begins and ends, that she was making uh, a statement about how sensational the news was getting. That's, yeah. that's the text of what she read right before she, she shot herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, she wasn't going to, to jail. She was 29 years old. Yeah, she had yeah. the rest of her life in front of her. So you can imagine, you know, how, how badly she must have felt to, to feel like she had to resort to that. Do you, and, and has this been done in conjunction with any, I mean, is there existing family? Is there, is there sort of descendants of her or, or relatives and things who are still, who still speak I would about say the, the, Yeah, the, the mo- most people who knew her have, are deceased. She has one yeah. living uh, relative that we know about, uh, who is their brother. We haven't spoken with him and um, right, he's, he's upset, okay. understandably, that we, that we made the movie. Oh, is he? Okay, um, all right, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not, he's not happy and I can understand why it's, it's a, I, I would feel probably similarly. Um, yeah, 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 You know, if yeah. someone made a movie about a loved one of mine who sort of did something traumatic. Um, but the, on the we we've also spoken to a lot of friends of hers who who knew her uh, well, friends and coworkers, and a couple of them have seen the movie and were sort of uh, spooked by how accurately we we portrayed okay. her, um, having had no access to her. Um, and, and yeah, we've gotten a lot of gratitude from people who are sort of in or, or recently out of crisis who saw something in themselves in the movie and, and, uh, it, it sort of shook them in, in a good way. It sort of made them, you know, reawaken to, to whatever they were going through. Right. Okay. I mean, it sounds kind of like, uh, it, to me, it sounds like the sort of film that you, you'll probably have quite an easy job promoting because, the the drama of it and the 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 extremities of it and the, you know the the complicated aspects of the story as well it'll kind of sell itself so I think people would probably know if this is something I mean I'm very excited to, not excited that's totally the wrong word but I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm I'm, I'm certainly because I, I, I I've I've got access to this film at the moment through the through the promotions thing and I wasn't able to watch it before the show because I only got it this morning but. I'll go watch it. No, no, I absolutely, I absolutely will. But again, okay. I, I do actually approach it having to have this chat with you. I also approach it as someone who has occasionally volatile mental health issues that um, I, I uh, need probably need to prep myself for it a little bit and make sure that I'm in the right place myself to watch something like this because it will. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty certain it's going to have some sort of effect on me. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm also, I guess, because I'm working on a on a project about mental health at the moment, I've also got a little bit of uh, of barriers up at the moment to sort of deal with it in an artistic way or, you know, so, so I'm, I'm, yeah. hopefully I can make peace with it as a thing. But it sounds genuinely... Uh, it, uh, every word I think of, I'm stopping myself from saying because it's like, it's exciting or yeah. it's it. And they all, they all feel like the wrong words. It, it, intriguing? Intriguing is there. Enthralling was there, but I thought enthralling was also yeah, borderline. So, y- you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. The, I would say the the key buzzword we were going for when we were making the movie was empathetic. We wanted to make a movie that go. was empathetic to her and to the people in her lives because giving this person or people like her your pity or your revulsion doesn't get us anywhere. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was what we were trying to do was sort of put you in 
in her, her both of her shoes and and in the shoes of the people that knew and loved her. And the movie sort of does this tightrope walk where it toggles perspective between her and, and the community around her. Um, so, yeah, I hope you enjoy it and take something um, away from yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, well, yeah, I'm not sure I'll enjoy it, but I'm sure I will, yeah. um, I'm sure I will see it for what, you know, what you wish it to be. And, uh, yeah, yeah, best of luck with it, man, because it, it, it does sound okay, fantastic, so as a, you know, and it's a, yeah, it's always ace when you hear someone who isn't just making a film that's paint by numbers, you yeah. know, it's clearly, there's some sort of depth's gone into this so um, it's been a, a, a genuine pleasure speaking to you Craig thanks ever so much for joining us right. and, uh, thanks so much best, when, when is it open so when, when is it is it on the national release by the way in the UK I'm not sure that we have a date yet okay fine soon. so look out for it so it's called yes Christine Christine and uh, and it's out when it's out but it's it's imminent <laughs> alright mum thank you very much indeed you too really bye I appreciate it cheers mum bye bye there we go. That was Craig. Yes, that was Craig, and that does sound. Took me by surprise that. Why? Because you didn't think you were gonna. I thought I wasn't. I thought I was gonna do it. Just like, just blag it out that interview. No, but it's a very interesting story, and now I've you know reading a little bit about Christine as well that she had prepared it in her script for that day. For um, when reading out the news, there was a story that went to go to a shooting, and the tape wouldn't run. Right. So she got a pistol out and shot herself behind the ear. And when they went to have a look after she had shot herself, it was uh, in in the in the script that it said um, listed her to be as critical after she'd shot herself. So it was kind of planned that day to do it. Can I put a song on. Yeah. Clash, Rudy can't fail. What's the matter, Nat? Nothing, nothing's the matter, it's all What's happening? Nothing, nothing. You look flustered. Sometimes you just wish you didn't check your emails, that's all. Oh, really? Yes. Um, we're, we're done, really. I think we're done, we're yeah. We're done. Not with like, the show, I mean, that sounds like we're quitting. I don't we're know. Done. Uh, it's been an interesting show, hasn't it? It's um, been a good show, actually. What do you um, think? I do, with, well, with, you know, with, with Matthew Priest, we've had... Lively, Priesty, I call him. Priesty. Priesty off Dodgy. Now, Craig was excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't had Jacob on again. Thank so fuck for that. No, no so I've got a full day without being bothered by Jacob today because yeah, I did last week's show earlier oh, on today. Yeah. And I've managed to escape. He's Dodge not even him. there. Oh, there he is, waving, look, happy but with himself. I did show you a photo of him where he's genuinely got a cup of blood on the table. Yeah, that's upsetting. Can you tweet that? Are you yeah, allowed? I, I think Jacob I, well, can. I mean, if you. I can just go home if you want. It's no, not don't like, do that. I've got, I've got other stuff I can be getting on with. Oh, I don't, you know. Yeah. It's not, I, I kind of enjoy the show at the moment, but it's not. I don't want to. Yeah. Don't want to upset anyone with it. No. Um, Jacob, very quickly, come in, please. Thank. I'm applauding Jacob. Very, very quickly, literally, because we're out of time. Quick, 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 quick. Hiya, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. come on in. Get on the mic. Mm-hmm. Hello. There we go. Um, Nat's been asking me to get you to say. Yeah. So when this is released on iTunes, yes. What is it released as? Um, an audio file. No, but what is it? What would they call that? Um, a PODCA. Well, what? SD. She's told me you can't say podcast. I can't, no. You well, try to. Say it. Podcast. No. Podcast. 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 Okay, well, then, can we make sure we change the actual file name to podcast from now onwards, please? Nat! Yeah. Back sure. in the room. Sorry, I was just Show's about to finish. Sorry, Do your just... email. You've literally got 30 oh, no! seconds I'm, I'm to sorry. wait. It's probably best that I didn't send that anyway. What did I just uh, say? Uh, can we change it to podcast? Yeah. Can we? No, it's a podcast, isn't it? It's not no, a it's podcast. You're not allowed. Not allowed, mate. Don't be messing about with things. Not allowed to. Jacob, where are you going? Come back. Can we going to tweet that photo if we're allowed to give you drinking blood as well? Well, not drinking blood. You've got a cup of it next It's finished. Yeah. It's oh. finished. It's finished. You can't sleep. You, no, you've got to get full permission. I know. I'll sign a form. Come on. It's got to be fun, mate. See you next week. Maybe see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>